Hey guys, I always hear you uh, invite people to leave a message via the Anchor app, but I've never actually hear you read one out on the show. So uh, here's one for you. Keep up the great work. Love the show. This is Tallboy Radio, the beer review with a difference. Join your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy each week as we give you all the news you need to know about the world of beer and brewing. Take a tour with the ABC of beer and hear about all market Belgian and craft beers that you love or are yet to discover. We want you to join in our weekly debate as we choose a random topic with a foamy top. Get in touch with us at tallboyradio.com or drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com. Check out our social media at Tallboy Radio on Facebook and Twitter and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Right, the show's about to start, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 73 of Tallboy Radio. If you've been following our social media feed, then you know that we're going to change it up a little bit from this episode and going forward to try and give it a bit of a different edge. Interestingly enough, this is going into the second year of us podcasting together. So 12 months ago today, you guys joined what was the old Beans to Stuff podcast and formed Tall Boy Radio. So we've been doing this for 12 months. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, they've times flown it has flown it has flown literally has flown it's it's cool didn't expect when we first started in a way to still be doing it sort of 12 months down the line but it's brilliant no and to be in as many countries as we are but we're not saying saying how many many. we're not saying how many we're not allowed to no because there is a competition where you can win some tbr goodies so don't forget to comment on this video or on this podcast if you listen to the audio version and let us know how many countries you think we'll be in. But first, as we always do, let's go around the room and introduce ourselves and tell us a little bit about what we're drinking this time. Um, hi, guys. Um, yeah, brilliant. Brilliant to be back. We have had a couple of weeks off due to various sort of holidays and stuff recording-wise, so um, great to be back. Looking forward to this, as Adam has alluded to, slightly different sort of setup that we've got going this week, so I hope you will enjoy it out there. I am drinking, and for those of you watching, a Stone Gold Stunner, which, if you can see, has three stunningly good-looking guys Mm -hmm. on the bottle. And it's one of ours. It's basically a a beer that was created for us, and I'm drinking it out of a TBR official merch. And it's quite dark. So mine looked fractionally darker than Adam's, actually. You Um, say it's dark, but it's (laughs) not. But it, whether it should be or it shouldn't be, yeah, it, it, it's drinkable. It's 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 not the best golden ale I've, I've ever drank, if I'm honest. But but it, it's drinkable. So the next batch hopefully will um, will be a little better. So yeah, that's me. Looking forward to this, Andy. Howdy. I've gone for the same drink. See uh, that? I've, I've left mine in the fridge for about a week, so it's it's nice and chilled <laughs> in a TBR glass and all that. But I've also got a, a double trouble whiskey as well for good measures and I might pour it in there in a bit as well <laughs> <laughs> probably not a bad idea yeah, absolutely, might, might yeah. why not on a school night <laughs> <laughs> that's it and just like these guys I'm also drinking the stone gold stunner with the three handsome chaps there on the front now this beer is produced by Stuart Brewing in Edinburgh so if you are familiar with them and if you've ever tasted their Edinburgh gold beer 
it's not too dissimilar to that, given that it's probably exactly the same beer. And it's just bottled for us with our label on it. Uh, it ranks on untapped as around about 3.8, I guess. So, so if we're saying it's it's okay, then I guess a 3.8 out of five is an okay rating. Yeah. And it's 23 RBU, so it's not a particularly better one for a golden ale. But like I say, it's got that nice golden straw colour to it. it. Smells it smells alright, but it doesn't pack the punch that I'd hope it would with the flavour. Yeah, to be it, honest, it wasn't you. quite the. You drink some and you so you, you taste it, and it's a little bit like. Oh yeah, I can definitely taste that, or I can definitely taste that. It, it, it's as I say, it, it's drinkable, it's pleasant, but th- there's no punchy particular taste that you can pick up. No, no, tease you up for your next beer, like quite nicely. Yes, it? tease you up for my next beer, quite nicely. Yes, it's a good palate cleanser. Now we sent one of these up to Dave as well, and for double trouble drinks because obviously he's been really good to us over the podcast giving us a few tasty impacts to try we've had his rum we've had his vodka and his gin and his pink gin on it and and as andy alluded to earlier we tried his whiskey live on the podcast for the first time and that one is really good so we sent him up a beer to say thanks for all his support over the years so like we said we're going to do something a little bit different so we're going to kick off and it's going to be a regular feature now with a little bit of beer news. So who wants to go first and share some news from the world of beer? Go on, Andy, you kick us off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think there's, there's been a few like rumblings on Twitter and stuff like that about shenanigans going on with Brewdog. I think they're saying like, well, the, the general gist of it is saying it's a horrible work environment. Like the the perceived notion of what Brewdog is like to what actually working there is like supposed to be quite different, such as workplace bullying, long hours. <laughs> Just a toxic environment. So, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that. I, I've, I find it quite surprising to a degree because I thought the the advertising and social media is quite good. Mm. That's probably how they built the business. Yeah, they've probably done quite a good job of not masking it. That that's the wrong phrase, but sort of branding their beer to be sort of you know clean and crisp and this and that, and you associate that with good work practices mm. and all of that sort of thing. You know environmentally friendly sourcing of ingredients and all of that whereas actually as you say you you read sort of you, you read some of the stuff and it's like well, it's, it's a bit like the the beer equivalent of sports direct in it sort yeah, of thing yeah yeah it is it is a little <laughs> bit know. sorry mike if you're listening by the way uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but it, it started off was it it was an open letter wasn't it signed by 50 ex-employees yeah. talking about the the harassment that they'd suffered, the pressure to get their job done in, a, in an effective way. And then it sort of snowballed a little bit once it was on, and it's now got 250 signatures on it. So it certainly seems something that is... Something's amiss, isn't it? Yeah, something, something's yeah. rife. And like you say, they have, they have a knack of portraying themselves as being a very modern, forward-looking company. And yet that sort of approach is very backwards. Well, it's interesting because as part of my section a little bit later in the, in the sort of the, the, the revamp, I'm, I will mention Brewdog in, in a slightly different guise, and you would associate them as being, oh, right, okay, I say new world, modern world, moving forward, and, and you know, you read some of those things, and it's like, oh, actually, is that the case? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have responded, is it? I think his name is James Watt. He's the CEO of the company. He had responded. I think, to be fair, he took a little bit of ownership for it and owned up and said, you know, we'll look at it. We'll try and get better. I think he did make a bit of a remark, though, about, you know, people with different strengths of people in the business. And I thought that probably didn't sit particularly well. 
it sort of implied that the weak were were cut from the chaff, as, as it were, and certainly not not the image that, that ties in with them. Well, of course, with if you're in if you're in a business, in a way, there's a there's a place for for the chiefs and the Indians, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a place, and to sort of turn around and sort of. I said maybe derogatory, depending on how you perceive the comments to be made, as though like actually, you know, it's only the strongest that will survive. And you know, in any workplace environment, they've got warehouses and bulk. You know, you've got. You know what, mate? If you take that from there to there, and if he does that, and he he can follow up perfect. And it, I sort of got the impression it's just a bit like, yeah, he wasn't quite good enough for us. Therefore, we're going to wheedle them out, mm. sort of thing. And it, oh, mm, yeah, I, I just. I, I, it's great that he took ownership of it, and it's great that he's come out and he's made, you know, he's made some some comments based on what people are saying. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's PR company. <laughs> maybe he's hiring PR company. I don't know. Well, I like to say they're good with PR, so it'd be interesting to see what. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Well, interestingly, obviously, on yeah. on, and I suppose in a way, while we're talking about Brewdog, there's obviously the the, the reduction in their mm. alcohol sort of content or a abv or whatever in there excuse me was it elvis juice or whatever it was yeah the, the punk's not terrible i think the punk's dropped by 0.2 and, it, and it's it's not too bad yeah. there still but the elvis juice they just ruined it yeah absolutely ruined it yeah. six point what was it six point five five point one yeah and it's just it's lost all its body it's, yeah no punchiness no, no. it just and and you, you still get the i say you still get the sort of the citrusy the the flavors but it's just not it's just not quite there, no, is it? No. And, they, and, and it's weird because we were sort of talking about it. We were, we were sitting around and we, we came over and we had a couple of beers and it was just like, yeah, it's just not quite the same. And I don't know whether that was, I don't know whether that, I don't know why that decision has been made of most. But it'd be interesting to see whether or not other breweries, other companies are sort of doing the same. Are they all dropping their alcohol? I don't know. Some of the larger companies have started, you know, Stella, when you think Stella, about it, it used to yeah. be 5.2, it's yeah. now 4.8. And, and then they released a Stella 4, which was a yeah, 4% Stella, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. it was, wasn't yeah, it? So. A, there, are, there are a few that have done it, and I don't like to see it too much. You get used to a beer, and I, I'm sure it's related to the, uh, certainly the, the duty in this country where the, you pay a certain amount. I think it is over 5%, you have to pay extra duty right. on it. Uh, ah, right, yeah, well. So yeah. That, that might be part of the decision. I, yeah. don't, know. I don't know. Anyway, so... Did you have any more to add on that? Sorry, Andy. Just was, oh, I was just going to say I like the percentage being high, just for the fact that it weeds the people out. Like a lot of people that just drink just to get smashed tend to not buy the more expensive beers. Yeah. <laughs> a bit yeah. of a snobbish sort of thing to say, but <laughs> the stronger it is, the more you just drink it. You don't chug it down your throat. Well, for them, for for those people, it's it's sort of quantity, not quality. Whereas yeah. if it's a slightly higher sort of percentage, actually, you enjoy drinking it more. You're not just necessarily drinking it as I say yeah. just like chug it down you know what I mean so, and lowering yeah. your percentage enters you into that market where you, yeah they'll probably sell more possibly I yeah don't know. and if it's the, the the tax thing as well then that's yeah. more money but what about us drinkers that like alcohol <laughs> <That's> it, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just charge more for it people are happy to pay it nowadays aren't they for the most part so especially to... edition TBR brew that's what they need to do that, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> well maybe not but <laughs> So yeah, here's a, a bit of news for you. So we're all fans of Beaver Town here, aren't we? We like the Beaver Town beers. They've got a new beer that's coming out as well soon, and it's based on their Gamma Ray beer, and it's called Tropy Gamma. So it is a fruity pale ale, five point four percent. 
with fruit in it, guys. You like beer that's flavoured with fruit, don't you? Certain fruit's okay, but one in particular is not brilliant. Will you be pleased to know there's no pineapple in it? Perfect. <laughs> Sign me up. Where can I get some? Yeah. I don't know, but I do want to try it. It's guava, pink papaya, mango, mandarin, and peach. I'm not a big fan of peach, but I've had a few peach beers that have tasted pretty yeah. decent over the years. Well, that sounds pretty good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that sounds yeah. Anything without pineapple in it's pretty good, to be fair. Yeah. Well, while I was looking into this as well, here's an interesting fact about Beaver Town. Do you know who their founder is? <sighs> James Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, no, but that would make sense. It's a chap by the name of Logan Plant, and he is the son of the Led Zeppelin guitarist Robert, Robert Plant. Plant. Yeah. No way. True story. Yeah. Seriously. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. I don't know that. I thought it was quite interesting. See, we're educating on TBR as well. Like, I see? tell you what, yeah, I mean, we have our moments. <laughs> Anyone else got any news they want to share? No, I'm going to, not specifically, sort of, I'm going to wait for my cool. my bit for, for, for the next section, as we say, so, yeah. Well, the one the one other bit of news that I was, I was reading about beer was a chap by the name of Declan Rice. Are you familiar with that? Oh, him? yeah, Declan Rice, yeah. Actually, you know what, now you mention that, why did I not think of that? That's, yeah, Declan Rice. Oh, what was he, 23? 22, 22. So obviously claims claims to have never had a beer, but he did say if England win the Euros, I think it's probably safe bet that he still won't have had a beer by this time. No, we were okay against Croatia, to be fair. Yeah, why speak yourself? I'm Welsh. I'm followed Wales. Didn't do so well against Switzerland. Didn't do so well against So if if he was if that he is going to have a first beer, do you think do you think we should send him a bottle of Stone Goldstoner to say here you go, son, well done. I, I I would be amazed if he's not already inundated with companies saying, <laughs> <laughs> here, have our first beer. I thought you were going to ask if he's going to have his first beer, which beer would we suggest he has? Yeah. Well, I was, then I thought, actually. A Stone Gold Stunner. A str- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not so sure. To be fair, it might be the only beer he drinks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, yeah, it, might, it might send him back to Tito Tati. Um, but yeah, which beer? Yeah, to, and you know, I never. You, you mentioned Declan then, and I, when when it, the first story came out, I was a bit like, "Really? What you've never had?" It's quite difficult to believe that. Come on, dude! Seriously, you must have hung around some street gun drinking bloody white lightning or something, or whatever back in your day, or it, some yeah. diamond white or something. Well, he <laughs> I mean, must have been on a few when he signed for West Ham. Bottle of Thunderbird or something back in the twenty twenty. Do you remember that back? In- I don't 2020. I'd, I'd like to try um, some of that now, actually. Actually, might be better now. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> but yeah, I find it a bit hard to believe. But look, if he if he has fair play and if we do win it, then he'll have every cause to celebrate. I would obviously point him towards a Hoy Garden or a Lefe or <laughs> or maybe Delirium. That would be a that would be a yeah that would be a shout. You'd have to go for something quite weighty and meaty, wouldn't you? Yeah, you couldn't it. give him just like a you know, disrespect like. Carling, you know, no. no disrespect to Carling, they're a fantastic brewery and lo- relatively local to us, so blah, blah. That's true, and they, and they have a lion as their logo, and it is the three yeah. lions, yeah. Do, so, so, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go, see, yeah. Right then, so that's news, we're going to be doing that every single week, we'll flow through it every time, we won't be announcing it, it's just, just to keep you informed on what we're doing, because it's a little bit different to the way we've always done it. The next section that we then will be adding each week is the ABC of beer. A being all market, B being Belgian, and C being craft. So Gaz is going to be leading sort of the all market beer all around the world, whichever way you want to call it. So we'll let Gaz go next and tell you a little bit about what that entails. Then on to Andy with the Belgian and myself with the craft. And we're going to do that every single week. 
Yeah, so I'm going to talk about all around the world or all markets. Um, as I say, I'd, as I said, it's the ABC. So whether or not I end up going first every week, I don't know whether it been ABC. We, we did joke about maybe the CBA. Um, <laughs> although there's connotations with that. And it was actually a comment that, I, I don't know whether it was me and Adam that were talking, and, and, and he mentioned the Toddcast. And he mentioned Todd and Johnny Sparkles from, from the Toddcast. And, and he mentioned a sort of non-alcoholic beer. And it sort of got me thinking, and I know that, Johnny Sparkles has said that he hasn't really drank anything other than non-alcoholic beer for about a year. Mm. And there was also, he suggested he was going to drink loads of non-alcoholic beers and then take a breathalyzer <laughs> and see what, what happens and stuff. And, and it just got me thinking about, in a way, non-alcoholic beer, because I haven't really thought about it that much before. I know certain breweries sort of do, do their non-alcoholic beer and stuff, but what constitutes non-alcoholic beer, Andy? Do you know what percentage is non-alcoholic beer? Below one, isn't it? Yeah, be like so. Yeah, so so zero point five basically. Sorry, five percent. In Andy, in Andy's scale, it's below five percent. Um, but yeah, so non-alcoholic beers classes zero point five or, or, or less. And and I remember reading an article, and they were actually talking about, and it was in America, the proliferation of non-alcoholic bars, and they were opening up literally non-alcoholic bars. And what they were saying was that it's not just non-beer drinkers that were going it's beer drinkers that were going because they want a, a good time they want but they don't want a hangover and and it, it was actually a and it got me thinking about would us three ever consider going to a non-alcoholic bar if the yeah. flavor was the same yeah. and the quality of the beer quote was the same and you didn't necessarily notice the alcohol content would you consider going it's an interesting question. You know, the answer should be yeah. I it should, should be yes. Yeah, if, if it tastes the same and every and the atmosphere is the same and the environment's the same, yeah. you just don't wake up with a stonking hangover. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's a long, long time since I drank so much that I woke up with a really bad yeah, hangover. Yeah. But that's uh, it's, it's there is that nice little feeling of a buzz when you've had a few beers or you moved on to the whiskey, as Andy's going to do shortly. <laughs> you uh, it just give you that nice little bit of warmth, and, and it puts you. Oh, I always find it puts me in a better mood. So I, I don't know that I'll, I'll be honest. When obviously I've got two kids, so when you get into around about that sort of time when it's when it's time for you know for the wife to give birth, I always I gave up beer for a month yeah. before just in case yeah. the little blighters came early. Yeah, uh, neither of them did. And I'll be honest, I, we, I remember we went out. Were you pegging for a beer? Yeah, basically, a big <laughs> But we, um, we went out one night. We did, me, you and Dave did the quiz. Yeah. We? And I, I, I drove and I drank Heineken non-alcohol, which, quite to be honest, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's not a million miles away from the original Heineken. I can't remember what it was that Johnny Sparkle says he drinks now, but he drinks one. And he says, you know, you would not tell. It's, it tastes like a light beer. Yeah. But I, I don't know because... Like I say, I do like the stronger beers. Andy, it, it, so if we went, so if there was a bar that did, and, and I know they don't, but let's say there was a Delirium or Duval or whatever, a Grimbergen or whatever that, that was, ex I say exactly the same, you probably can't, but very, very, very similar taste, but with no alcohol. Would that, is it just, what I'm trying to say is, is it the alcohol that attracts you there or is it the, the taste and the atmosphere and the environment and all of that? It's just like going to a vegetarian restaurant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell from the disdain in your voice. <laughs> uh, I've obviously driven a few times, so I've had to have I've tried some non-alcoholic beers. So Erdinger, the non-alcoholic ones, that blue label. I had about four bottles of it, and I felt 
felt ill. Like you're know, like when you just drink so much of the same yeah, stuff, you're like just, oh. just shut you down thinking and I'm, I'm craving yeah. alcohol. Where is it? Is that what is that yeah. how it works? I was like Brenda about a future armor, like, I need alcohol now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like you know, we drink like maybe it's just that that particular brand, but I've I just felt like you know, we just drink the same drink over and over again. You start feeling a bit like, oh, I need to drink something else now. Yeah. When you get to a pub, though, what do you drink? There's like water, Coke, G- you know, orange juice or something like that. It's, just like, well, yeah. it's, it's interesting because what they were saying was was that there was there was a bar in, oh, I want to say it was, it might have been Tokyo, but it could have been America. I, when I was doing the research, and they said basically it, it shut down after I might have been Australia actually. They said they shut down after about four or five months because people were just going there drinking water. It was a non-alcoholic bar, and they were doing like loads of like mocktails and stuff. Mm-hmm. But actually, people went there and they just ended up just drinking water. And they were like, and they said there was a fifteen dollar effect that surcharge. So when it's like an entry charge. And it's like, so I'm paying $15 to get into this place and I'm just drinking water. It's like, um, yeah, surprisingly, they shut down. It's like, yeah, yeah. They, they've got their sort of whole marketing bit all wrong there, haven't they? But I think so. What Australians, right, sending $15 to get in here. I'm not, I'm not paying anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, it, but it's weird because in, in the US, and I suppose this is where my research is going, and, and so in the US, say, US sales of non-alcoholic drinks have gone up by 44% from last year. Oh, wow. That's not over 10 years, that's over, so, so from last year. So they've nearly doubled from last year. So you're thinking there has to be some sort of movement in terms yeah. of people wanting this particular, the, these drinks. And when you look at mocktails or smoothies or whatever, and actually, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it a bit later, but it, it's worth $18 billion to the US economy, which is like, Stupid numbers, that's really. Insane. Yeah, that's that's really quite impressive. And and you know you you do a bit of research and there's more and more and more bar and obviously lots of bars offer non-alcoholic alternatives, but there's more and more bars just offering non-alcoholic drinks. And what they were saying was basically that people go there for for, for the social aspect because if you've got a driver, they don't want to. F- be left out. They don't want to feel as they're being left out. So people, you know, you've got a group of people that drink, you've got the one designated driver, yeah. they're drinking Coke or water or J2O or whatever it was, but they don't feel as though they want to be left out. So actually everybody goes to this one place and it's more of a social gathering as opposed to let's just get pissed in the nicest mm. sort of way. And what they're saying is that the improvement in the taste of non-alcoholic beers from years ago is actually, mm. yes, you could, you know, the hardened drinker like Andy could probably tell the difference, but for, for, for your passing maybe drinking they might not necessarily know the difference so actually is that something that you would do you'd rock up there and this is a test that i might consider giving when you know andy can sit around is actually you know what do a blind test and say oh, which one of them is alcoholic and which one isn't and see whether you can and said okay if i served you up four pints of that in a pub would you drink it if i served you up four pints of that in a pub would you drink it oh, that's, interesting. that's interesting and that's actually quite a nice little experiment to say would you why would you go with that one or not that one because left do an all percenter as well. You see, I haven't had that. Yeah, I haven't had that. Um, well, so I haven't. I but yeah, that's true. Yeah, who knows? You could have. I could have done yeah. well. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> j- j- just let me check the bottle. No, that definitely says six point six. But no, because I, I was, you know, I say you, you look non-alcoholic and stuff, and obviously, you know, the wives and girlfriends are like, oh, you, you know, you, know, you know, you drink when you go out, you drink and have a non-alcoholic drink. Yeah, oh, really? I don't know. Just don't know. 
that uh, I, I mean the UK market is is twelve point nine billion pound, and is continued and it expected to continue to increase over over yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It was just a a, a curious sort of would you. Yeah, well, we'll find out. We'll find yeah, out. We'll do that taste yeah. test. That'll absolutely. be quite interesting. Yeah, well, we'll do that. That'll be quite interesting to find out. Cheers for that, dude. That was a good insight. And also, at some point in the very near future, hopefully, maybe even next week, we're going to get Todd and Johnny on yeah. this podcast. So we can put a few questions in. He can tell us about his love for an alcoholic beer. Absolutely. Andy? So going from the opposite. <laughs> yeah, so Belgian beer. Grimbergen have opened a microbrewery in one of the, the, the Abbey, Grimbergen Abbey, and it's, they haven't done it for 200 years. So um, some limited edition beers, not available in the UK at the minute. It's in like France and Germany and all the, all the other places that we're not part of uh, EU anymore. But yeah, other good like, places. Yeah. <laughs> they've done three different types. So like a quadruple pale ale and like a brute beer it's like a blondish sort of blunt beer so hopefully next year i'll be on the road and drink well mrs can drive and i'll be drinking them <laughs> oh awesome awesome yeah that's that'll be that um, and, and and is it is it brewed by is it a monastery beer that one so is it brewed by monks no <laughs> no it's part of the, the carlsberg group or something like that oh yeah i read the carlsberg they were mistaken it though yeah yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of news going on in in Belgium. Bike. There's a bit of a, a fight about the some Abbey water as well. I can't remember which brewery it was, but they normally use this like natural spring nearby. But some building company wants to build next to it or something like that. It's going to taint the water. So Belgian beer would be different. I, I, I will upset uh, physically upset. <laughs> oh, fair play, fair play. The other thing I read about Grimbergen as well, dude. So, if you are taking that road trip, maybe we should come along with you. They're going to have like a visitor center that are building there as well. So, you can actually take that Grimbergen experience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Um, when, when I lived there, I had to go to Grimbergen to get my ID card. I didn't even think about going to the brewery. I literally, <laughs> <laughs> I literally went to the, like, this office, got my ID card, and got on the bus back. I was like, Oh, I'm an idiot. Now I'll just turn around and go back again. <laughs> well, I was with two guys that, well, didn't drink. So I didn't... Send them to a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Just... There you go, yeah. you see. <laughs> yeah, I should have just gone. Get away. I'm in here. <laughs> Did Grimberg do a zero percenter? You could have stopped them on that. I don't know. I, I don't want it popping up in my search history, so I'm not going to check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine you'd be concerned about Strong beer. Neat. <laughs> Absolutely. And then finally, then on to my section is craft beer, which obviously encompasses microbreweries and all that. So I wanted to talk about my favorite, one of my favorite beers, which I've got to, to take the taste away of this, this beer that we're drinking right now. It's not, it's not too bad. But yeah, so I've got a bottle of Titanic Plum Port. You later. do love that, eh? I do love you this do beer. Love that. To be fair, I would put that as in your, certainly your top five, maybe your top three beers. Definitely, definitely. And in fact, my cousin yeah. Bio, but yeah, my, 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 my cousin Bo is coming over from Texas, hopefully, as long as lockdown and everything allows, in August. And he messaged me, there's a couple of beers he wanted to try. Obviously, one of them was Titanic Plum Porter. The other Stone one... Stone Gold? I've saved him a bottle of that, regardless. He perhaps won't thank me for it. No, honestly, it's okay. And uh, no, it was Delirium was the other bottle. I said, I do think you can get it in the States. I'm sure I've had it in Vegas. Um, Don't know. Not yeah. in Vegas, do I? And the Italian. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah, you go. I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> I don't think New York or somewhere like that. Yeah, I, no, I, I do think that de- delirium is fairly big in certain, certain bars over there. So anyway, Titanic from Portland. Yeah, guys, I would definitely say it's my top three, if not my favourite beer of all time. I do love that beer. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Titanic's Brewery, which is actually a stone's throw from here. It's actually less than 10 miles from our house and less than 1.4 miles from where I was born in Bursley. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so where in Bursley were you born? I was born Just, in Haywood. So. Oh, the Haywood, yeah. yeah so, so high late, high, high late. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it used to, it used to be your maternity. What it isn't now, you know. Yeah. What you know, I wasn't just born there randomly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a th- it was a facility that they offered. <laughs> you know, when mum wasn't in for a, you know, a, yeah. So yeah, a yeah. crooked yeah. toenail or yeah. something, and just thought popping around. Popping around, around yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and obviously, Titanic. It's on Lingard Street in Burslem. And the reason why it's called Titanic, obviously, it's a fairly famous boat. It was made a fairly unsuccessful voyage <laughs> across the Atlantic. But Captain E.J. Smith was yep. from Stoke. Absolutely, he was. Yeah. Part of recenting, you'll see. Yeah, one movie. of the most famous Stokies, I suppose. Well, yeah, one of, yeah, again, the Stokies not known for their levels of success in the world, <laughs> yeah. are they? <laughs> Robbie might have something to Yeah, say. Robbie might say that, don't we? So if you are listening, Robbie. Stanley I, Matthews, maybe. Stanley Matthews again, yeah. To name but two. And the others? Gordon Banks. Yeah, go on. I'll take it back. <laughs> I was struggling after no, three. Yeah. Three. Three's enough. Three's enough. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you two more then. Keith and David Bott are two Stokies, and they bought Titanic Brewery. So it was founded in 1985, and these two guys bought it only a couple 85. of years ago. Yeah, only 85. It's, only, it's been around okay. less than we have. And back then, it only offered one beer, and that was Titanic Premium, which they still make to this day, but it's called Anchor. And all theirs, all their beers have that nautical theme. So these two guys, obviously, they bought the brewery when it wasn't doing so well. It just had the one beer. And actually, it's gone from strength to strength and now produces 4 million pints a year. And about 80% of that, I believe, is their plum port. Yeah. It is by far and away. It's a decent drop, isn't it? Oh, it's a cracking like a, beer. Yeah, really Absolutely good, yeah. cracking beer. We've done the brewery tour there a couple of times, me and my brothers. And it, it's, it's, we'll have to do it, dude, once, yeah, we'll, once yeah. we're not. We'll do I'll get in contact. And we'll see if we can do a podcast from there. Yeah, well. no, that'd be decent. Be, yeah, I think so. If we could go there and do podcasts from there, maybe get, I say, an employee or get someone mm-hmm. from there to actually just chat about Portal yeah. their vision of where it's going to get that would be it is i mean uh, the, the guys who do the tour i don't think they necessarily all work for titanic it's, it's, i know we've done it with one guy who's been brought in to do it. he's like a local historian of the area and they'll talk you through it and he knows all the detail and that you, you take the tour it's all well and good but it's a really cheap day out i'm sure it's about 15 16 quid something like that and you get four beers in that and food and a brewery tour, and you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah, and it enough. is a stone's throw from one of their pubs as well, uh, the Bull's Head in Burslem. And that is a cracking pub, Andy, you'll like that, because it specialises in Belgian beer as well. So they, they, why have we been there yet? Yeah, I, well, I know. We, 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 we need... It's a stone's throw from a, from a pub that does Belgian beer. It's a stone's throw away from where Adam is basically his favourite beer. Mm. And it's like... 10 minutes down the road from where we live, so why have we not been there before? <laughs> well, the, the, the last time we went there, actually, we, we did the brewery tour and we went back. And then it was my youngest brother, Spongo, and his mate, Matt. We were in there and we stayed in there far too long, to be honest with you. And they had a cider festival there. And when and Kim, and Matilda was very young at the time, Kim came to, um, the, to, to pick me up and I predictably fell down the steps outside the 
Paul Burns get into the car, and then like Matilda's screaming, like you need, you need to give her the bottle in the back. Obviously, I was eleven. We were using baby powder. It's like literally you're giving her water, all the powders all over the back seat. It was a mess. I'm a good parent, I promise. You try to give her a plum porter bottle. That's it. Oh, no. Well, she shut up pretty quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, she slept really well that night. Funny enough. But yeah, back to the plum porter. They do three varieties of the plum porter. And we're in episode 73, and I have drank 73, at least 73 different beers. So I've had a different beer in every single episode. And I've had two of the different plum porters. So I've got the regular one, which I've got to drink later. And I've had the Grand Reserve, which port infused. And that's 6.5%. And that is rated 4.25 on the untapped app. And the Grand Reserve, which is the only one I haven't drank on here, I did have some, but I drank it. Yeah, funnily enough. Uh, and that is also rated 4.25, and it's also 6.5%. And it is a really good beer. It's matured for, uh, I think, maybe 28 days longer, which makes it a, a, a stronger drink, but a much smoother drink as well. And when you add the port, again, believe it or not, makes it a really, really smooth drink. Plum Port itself is 4.9% and is available in 330ml cans. Five litre kegs, which I drank the first bit, the first podcast that I had you guys on. Yeah. I had the, I had the keg of Plum Porter on there, yeah. I did. See, I don't um, remember that. I, know, I don't remember either. So I got, I got through pretty much all of it. That was the one where we did the uh, NFL episode and it was still oh, right. stuff. Yeah. See, yeah. I remember the NFL, but I don't remember what you were drinking that night. Yeah, so. yeah. That was, a, that was a good episode. It was a good episode, yeah. So, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about one of my favourite beers. You know, each week I'm going to talk a little bit about something to do with craft beer. It might be a feature on a beer. It might be a feature on a brewery, or it might just be about craft beer in general. But yeah. that, that is the general consensus. And if you are long-term listeners to Tallboy Radio, and I hope you are, you'll know that what we do each week is we pick a different subject. Now, we're going to theme most of these conversations round about beer, or if it's not about beer, it's going to be, you know, we'll introduce beer into it in some way, some form, somehow. So this week, we want to talk about bars and pubs of the silver screen there's different boozes that you're familiar with and actually when we first mentioned it i know andy gave you mentioned one and an interesting fact about it dude so if you were to to start off and kick us off talking about one of the one of your favorite boozes from the stars winchester it's a all my common phrases of uh and someone asked me to do some at work i'm asked to go to winchester have a point <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's now a block of flats 2007 <laughs> That's disappointing. That is. Sean should have made something of it. Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether. Sean of the Dead is a great film. Yeah, it is yeah. a great film. I like it horror is, films. Yeah. And there's some really ropey comedy horror. Parody, horrors. yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that is a really, really good film. And to, you know, and I would, it's one of those places that we could hopefully have done a podcast from, obviously, we can't do now. From the Winchester. That would have been great to have a pint in there and. and, and you know, dressed in the old white shirt and red slim you see, tie. You see, the, the, <laughs> we, we definitely couldn't have a beer in one of the bars that I was going to mention because it was the cantina from Star Wars. So we definitely can't have a beer from in there. The Moss Eisley cantina. The Moss I- Never will you... Say that. We'll just have to go Florida or wherever it is, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah I, I think we're, Is that in... Because I know the in was it Hollywood Studios are doing yeah. a, they're doing a big Star Wars world, so I don't know whether they've recreated the count. If they have, by the way, we're going. Well, was, it, going. was it was it Disneyland? Because Disney now owns Star Wars, don't they? It it was either 
Hollywood Studios or Universal Studios. Yeah. One of them was doing a big Star Wars themed area. And when we went, however many years ago, three or four years ago, the kids, they did a there were stormtroopers walking around. I thought it's Hollywood Studios, but it might it might not have been. It's, um, it's Disney Disneyland in Florida, mm. and there's the cantina. Oh, oh it's there, dude! Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have a beer from there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah. We don't accept those kind of hey, but the droids are coming in. Yeah, for, for, I mean, I'm a massive geek. I'm a massive Star Wars fan. You know that. There's people that listen to various podcasts that we've done. So f- the cantina for me was was just brilliant. You got like Han Solo acting all sort of cool, yeah. and then you see Greedo, Greedo, whatever Greedo is like shoots him on the tail. It's brilliant. Oh, but, oh yes, the old the old argument: who shot first? Because you know, different well, versions. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Greedo shot, but then missed, and then Solo shot him back. But yeah. it, actually, in the first edit, you don't see Greedo yeah. shoot; you just see Han Solo shoot. So. Yeah, exactly. so that was one of the bars for me. Was, was the Star Wars Cantina, and it's funny because uh, obviously we're talking. It's like, well, you know, bars from silver screen. I'm like, bar, uh, it's got to be that one. Got to be that one. Is that a place you like to? In, I mean, in the film, it doesn't seem like a place I'd want to inhabit. To be honest, no, it seems a bit. But I suppose going as a fan, and if you knew you weren't going to get into the perhaps the, the arguments and the tussles that you might get if you're in there in real life. But yeah, I can imagine that being. Uh, to be fair, I've been in a couple of boosters that I've watched and I felt like the most sophisticated cantina in, in real life. He's like, yeah, I don't really don't want to be here. But yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, if it's a place in Florida, I'll go. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'll, I'll go there, absolutely. But that's, yeah. a, that's a new bucket list place to do a podcast from, isn't it? <laughs> well, funny enough, I had another one which is space-themed and it's another place which you could have visited, but I never got the opportunity to. Quark's Bar from DS9. So yeah, we, we we I'm not well. We're not big Trekkies, but I've watched Star Trek in the past. Yeah, I don't mind the show. But Quark's Bar on uh, DS9, I actually thought it was one of the more underrated stuff. Yeah, I see. I was more of a next gen than yeah. DS9, yeah. but I, yeah, I, I would yeah. I, and I was thinking, what was it? What was it in next gen? I was like, is it like the forward lounge or whatever? It's like a really formal thing oh, or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, what it's called. That's not for me. But, yeah, but, but then yeah, because. It's that little bit of villainy, that little bit yeah. of underhandedness, yeah. that little bit of, you know. Tim was, I know, no, it wasn't Tim. <laughs> so there was a Frangy behind them. It was Clark, wasn't it? That was it. But in, interestingly enough, they used to have in the Hilton Hotel in Las Vegas a Star Trek experience, which had the Quark's bar in there. And you could get dressed, served by somebody dressed. I thought you could get dressed as well. I was like, I wouldn't well, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Well, I borrowed Pete's outfit. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I'm slowly getting towards filling it. Sorry, Pete. Uh, but yeah, so it, it closed down, unfortunately, in September 2008. And I visited for the first time in August 2009. <sighs> Dude, so, just missed it. Yeah, we missed it. And we actually visited the Hilton. And there was, it was all walled off. A lot of the stuff was still there, but it was walled off and you couldn't see through. And there was all the Star Trek fans had little post-it notes and they'd written on how disappointed they were. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. But on the day that we went there, there was no post-it notes available, but there was a pen. So I just wrote. You on wrote somebody else's wrote, <laughs> wrote on the wall. I, put, I, I left it blank. My oh, book. I thought you were going to say I wrote somebody else's post. No, they crossed that and wrote. No, Spongo wrote on the wall. I actually signed it. It's like, yeah, nice one, idiot. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> so, uh, and it, there's, there's a few bars actually. Which, when I was doing research in this, actually, one Cheers Bar that must have been. One that was me. that was 
it nearly got on my list. It's like you want to go to there because everybody knows your name, then, mm. don't they? You know, and I could start bursting into the theme tune and stuff, but it's I won't. Jam. I won't. You find a cheers, Andy. Mm. Boston, it? all right. A bit before my time, I think. Oh, I steady on now. Steady on. <laughs> But yeah, it is Boston, yeah, Boston, Massachusetts. But the bar itself that it was based on, they used the exterior shots out there. That's still there. Yeah. And it is called Bull and Finch. And that was used for the exterior shots in the Beacon Hill area of Boston, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that. And the inside apparently looks absolutely nothing, nothing like, like it. It could just be a set with it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was filmed all on set. However, there is a Cheers bar. You see, I, I was drinking the Cheers bar. Yeah, sadly. Due to COVID, it closed and will not be reopened. Oh, dude. So, to be fair, I drink in the Cheers bar if Kirsty Alley, Ted Danson, yeah. Woody Harrelson were there. Harrison. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just brilliant. And, and, and that, was a, that was a show, you know, I say growing up and theme tunes. And we've done a podcast on theme tunes. So, Cheers, you know, Hill Street Blues, MASH, you know, all those proper, proper decent sort of, Eight, I say eighties, but I would drink it. I'd drink it. I'd love to go to the Cheers Bar, dude. They have a Cheers Bar in London. Andy, why have you never taken it? Yeah, I, I, we only touched down to the London. One. I, I know. Pull your finger out, kid. Come on. I know we've been to Gordon's Wine Bar, and that's fantastic. And that, that's a decent actually, that's not on my list. But wine bars, mm, okay. Yeah. But yeah. so that we obviously we've been there. So you need to do your homework, Andy. Come on, pull your yeah. finger out. I think I've chose a few good bars we've been to. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one we went to? The, the Halloween was it? Porky? Uh, was it Porky's bar. Yeah. We went to. Remember, we said we were going to go there, and then we'll we'll go back and get changed and come back. But we just ended up staying. Yeah, I say we literally <laughs> we just stay there. <laughs> maybe, because of, maybe because the waitress or waitresses were yeah, well, and uh, maybe because you obviously had a part time hobby while you're in there of criticizing people on the foosball tables and the and the beer pong. <laughs> Commentating from afar. <laughs> anyway, well, let's not go there. Um, but no, so yeah, Andy, come on, pull your finger out. Mm. Find out where the cheers bar is, and we're going there next time. We go down, which hopefully <laughs> won't be too long due to no, COVID. I don't think it's going to be this year. I don't think we're going to get down with no, the NFL we're not this year, are we? Realistically, no. No. although there are NFL fixtures at the Tottenham Stadium, aren't yeah. there this year? Yeah, it's maybe. 2022 hopefully yeah i'd like to think so i'd like to think so if we get a full fixture list down there as well because there's only two games to choose from can't remember who's playing but neither of the games i apologize to fans of those I teams think, were particularly i think dolphins were, were the dolphins coming? dolphins could be one mm. jags are they both the jags get I a one of them is the jags are the is jags it, coming oh no because no, 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 I know it's not Wembley. I know. I don't think the Jags are coming this time. Not sure. I think the oh the Packers are they coming? Is that are they because they're the only team yeah. not yet to have come to London? I think you might be right. That's what for Andy to Google. Andy can Google yeah, that now. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty so. sure the the Packers are the, the Packers definitely haven't been. They no. definitely because obviously they're, 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 they're the team in my conference. So yeah, they are the only team not to be. I've got a funny feeling you could so be maybe right. maybe they're coming this year i've got a funny feeling one of the teams is from the AFC north as well i can't remember if it's the bengals or the brown i could be making it up but no know, certainly we we yeah. won't be heading down to london no, this not, year unfortunately not this year no, no I, I mean to be honest with you getting tickets to those games is a challenge at the best of times 
trying to get it when there's just two games on, it'd be now on impossible, wouldn't yeah. it? You know, you'd be spending your life on Ticketmaster. Yeah. Go on, Andy, tell us who it is. Atlanta Falcons versus New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other one, Jacksonville Jaguars v Dolphins. Oh, so the Packers aren't going. So, the Packers are so maybe, they should, maybe they were due to come to Wembley and then because oh, of COVID. Yeah, and maybe, maybe. Maybe that must have been because I'm sure that was, that was going to be ticked off. I'm almost, I'm almost, I vaguely remember reading something that Aaron Rodgers, although having said that, he, I think you know whether he'll still be with the Packers. Is he? No, he said, he said he doesn't want to play for them anymore. So, he's whether played, he's theoretically good. played his last game for them. So, we got one right out of those four. That's not Jags, we said. Didn't we? Oh, you said Jags, but I poo pooed yeah. it. So, so, I got so You I, got it right, yeah. <laughs> I said, hold on, come on, dude. Yeah, we were half right. We were half so, right. Yeah, so hey, I'm going to chuck in. I'm going to chuck in another bar here, dude, and and it's from it's from another genre that I love, and Andy might not enjoy this genre, but you will. Is the Prancing Pony? Yeah. So it's obviously from Tolkien's world of Middle Earth and stuff, which is obviously the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and stuff. So the Prancing Pony for me, it, it's brilliant because it's the first time that the Hobbits sort of get introduced to Aragorn or Strider as they know him when they first meet him and stuff, and they basically get in the pub and. They, they serve pints and they basically get leathered yeah. <laughs> and then they make an absolute racket and this, that and the other. And then obviously sort of um, Aragorn comes to their, I say to their rescue and he, he's like, he realises the significance of Hobbits and this and that. But without be, going into the story, that would be mint. That would be another interesting one if they did a theme bar. There must be a... Uh, There's got to be. I, I have to but there has to be a theme New I, Zealand, I would imagine. Yeah, I had a bit of a Google. I couldn't find one, to be honest. But the, there is a Prancing Pony brewery in Australia, which has got to be related to that in that sort of antipathy and really? part of the world. Wow, okay. So, yeah. I wonder whether their beers are all named... I don't know, sort of Tolkien-esque or Stride, yeah, yeah Strider or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. So that, that was one. Please, yeah. That was one. And then the, the, I'm going to throw one more because this leads into a story that you've told must have been on 30 different occasions oh, on the podcast. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I think it, I know it. <laughs> so if I, if, if I say the slaughtered lamb, yeah. that's going to lead you very nicely into your Brian Glover sort of mm. story. I could tell it again if you want. <laughs> tell it again, mate. Yeah. Always do. I've been to see. <laughs> I've been to see the Canterbury Tales. So if you're familiar with Geoffrey Chaucer and you're fond of your literature, you'll know the story of the Canterbury Tales. And obviously, one of the tales is the Miller's Tale, where it basically involves somebody getting a uh, red hot poker up the Jaxi. And it was it was Brian Glover who was playing the Miller in that one. And anyway, after we watched it, and it was very enjoyable. I went in a bar. And Brian Glover was in there and he was at the bar and my ex-wife actually as I was with at the time stopped me from going up to him and saying, remember the LMO, <laughs> which is a line from one of my favourite films, America Wolf in London. And that is my biggest regret in life. Not doing that, not having that conversation. He probably would have told me piss off. I mean, I'm <laughs> quite a pint, mate. Leave it with you. Uh, really, just for new chores, did you not know? And you're, you're giving me that nonsense. <laughs> But, it's, but for those people that don't know, obviously, um, Brian Glover starred in American Wheel in London. Mm. The Slaughtered Lamb is the pub that is in American Wheel in London. And it's all that sort of, you know, stick to rules. You can't let them go out. The murder it is. Sort of thing. And so that, that was, and, and they, so I've got can, Cantina, Prancing Pony, Slaughtered Lamb. Well, that it featured a very young Rick Mail as well. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Rick Mail. Again, Andy's going to tell us that's before his time as well. Is that before your time, Andy? Yeah. Look, he's nodding here. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, with this one, like you say, the, the Winchester is a block of flats. The slaughtered lamb 
was never a pub. No, honestly, 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 it is in. Where are we now? It was the exterior is a cottage in Crookedarn, which is just outside of Bilthwells in Wales. Dude, seriously? Gets, yeah, which gets a mention, as I mentioned a couple of weeks back in my Dylan Thomas's story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill Fowles gets a mention in that. I've driven through Bill Fowles if you're heading down to Tembi or Dimbicky Pithgod, as you, as you pronounce in oh. Welsh. Yeah, that that is it was never a pub. That, that exterior that you see which just looks like some old pub sat on a Yorkshire Moors, it was never a pub. See that that's heartbreaking because when you do your research on the various pubs and stuff, and it said ne- never will you find a more uh, a hearty campaigner for the camera real ale than you, you won't see any of these Ponzi um, some mocktails and cocktails and um, the only thing you'll you'll happen when you go in there is and um, you might put a guy off his game of darts in which yeah, case you'll get a steely stare and and and, and I thought it was a pub no. The interior of the pub, so it, it is filmed in a pub, but it is not in Yorkshire, is the Black Swan on Old Lane in Martyrs Green in Surrey. See, that just yeah. doesn't quite have the the no. mystique of... But you, you got, this is where you've got to give... I, I love John Lannis. I love John Lannis's films. And then you, you've got to give credit to the scouting in that, because yeah. you scouted those locations, hats off, because that, yeah. that pub, when you watch it, oh. you are 100% convinced oh. that those two guys walk into that building. Yeah. They don't. They are hundreds of miles apart. That's insane, isn't it? It's incredible to think that the shots of the exterior and then the shots of the interior are just completely different places. That's it. And, and, and hey, that be, shocks me. That yeah. Because I, I thought this when I did this, I thought I was going to be pitching the idea, road trip up to Yorkshire, go up to <sighs> to York, have a few beers there, and then go out and find this pub, yeah. have a game of darts. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's going to make me miss is fine. I'm missing on a regular yeah. basis anyway. <laughs> But I thought that would be quite cool. But there is a slaughtered lamb pub in London. So Andy's research has been wild. Andy, come no, on, you, dude. You've not what been tailing our experience for us. Well, I'll just find meat and beer. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think you get meat in the slaughtered yeah, I'd lamb. I'd like to think you get meat and, and beer to be. Yeah. I've made it in that alcoholic place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I don't. I've, I've had a quick look at it, and it doesn't look anything like the sort of a theme. But it has got like the the Pentecost on the wall. And yeah, a few yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. A few. There's one in New York as well, actually, in Greenwich Village. I'd rather go that one than London. If yeah, I, I think I would <laughs> as well because that one is a little bit more themed that way. But yeah, it's in Islington. Okay. You know. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. That that might be worth a visit. So when we when we next head down to London, which will more than likely be for the NFL, I would have thought next year. Certainly, the next time the three of us would be headed down there. That these those have to be places that we have to visit. Yeah, don't you reckon, dude? Can we put that together? I think so. We got the Belgian bar, Belgo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beaver yeah. Town Brewery. We got a nip near there. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Is there a brew dog place down there? Not that you'd. Is there a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a couple down. there. Actually, to be fair, I think they've done. Not that we would frequent there, but they've done a non-alcoholic bar. I think in London, Brewdog really? AF. Brood, is it Brewdog they, they AF do, Yeah, they do a Punk AF, don't they? Yeah, it's so I'm pretty AF sure there's a there's a Brewdog AF bar, and that's actually in London. It's open. Oh, it's it's an alcoholic one, I think. Oh, so. That'd be quite interesting yeah. to see. Uh, whether or not we end up... Yeah, I was say, yeah. We'll, we'll take a picture for the Twitter feed. <laughs> oh, look, it's there. Yeah, let's go. Let's go next door. Let's go next door to the Smithy Arms. Or yeah. Is there? Is there any others, Andy? Any any other bars on the silver screen that, 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 that fascinated you or interested you? Uh, yeah, I've got two more. The Drowning Trout. 
from Snatch. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, awesome. Jones is sat at a table. Someone puts a gun to his head. That's that's an actual bar in London called the Jolly Gardeners. Uh-huh. So have we ever been there either? No. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. It's, it's not you give him one job. I know you give him one job. Literally one job. <laughs> Tour rep. And what does he do? To be fair, he, he has found a single bar. Yeah, to be fair, but, yeah, yeah, he's done okay. But I think if we're going, if we're going to do a pub crawl, which we all, we always do do a pub crawl, and then <laughs> what do you mean if we're going to do a pub yeah, crawl? Yeah, that's true. No, just childish. No, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean do you mean when? Yeah. Um, so go on, dude. What was the other one? Then? The other one's the horse and groom. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the newer one, the remake one. Oh, almost. okay, okay, okay. Well, that's an actual pub in called the Beehive in. Buntingford, Hertfordshire. So, okay. okay. And I, I quite like I like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's just one of the weird films. Like, mm. uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen the original one, but that, that new one is like I just like it. It's on my okay list. And then the like that. Well, the, the, there was one I noted down actually. That I thought you had mentioned actually, dude, and that was Ernie's Crab Shack from My Name Is Earl. <laughs> Yeah, I probably should have done. I did. Funnily enough, I did have the one from Roadhouse down, but then I removed it because that got that got knocked down from years ago. It's all like uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse, yeah. yeah. Patrick Swayze film. Yeah, yeah, good film. That was actually mm. to be fair. I've, I've drank a few Roadhouse style bars when we gone to the states, and they sort of theme different bars in yeah. you know, different ways. Yeah, yeah. And actually, it's another one that's themed on films. Actually, I didn't note down was. Uh, New York, New York, and Vegas has a Coyote Ugly bar. Well, it's funny because the Coyote Ugly, and there was also the what was the one with Cocktail film with Tom Cruise? Oh, so yeah, the, there was that yeah, one. So there was Australian co- dudes in it. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so there was that themed bar mm. as well when I was doing a bit of bit of reading and stuff. But yeah, the Coyote Ugly one where they did they get on the bar and they actually yeah, dance yeah, yeah. and stuff. I've got that one by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, Should we go there? Yeah. <laughs> the other one as well, which. Again, I was I was fascinated with that. Is it a place that I'd frequent? Probably not, but if it existed and it was real, I would definitely have a beer in there. Police Academy. What's the most <laughs> famous bar there? Blue Oyster Bar. Oh, no. I, I thought you were going to say, not, Maho- <laughs> Maho- Maho- not Mahoney's. That's one of the characters in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But no, the Blue Oyster Bar. The Blue Oyster <laughs> Bar, uh, which is... Not as it seems, because it is not a gay bar, believe it or not, in real life, and it's not. An but act- surely, but surely they're not going to be very happy in being portrayed as a gay mm. bar on film, and then actually not being one in real life. It is well, it's it's a blues and bluegrass bar. Well, blues bar, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, you look at it, and I just. I don't know. It's that music when they're playing El Bumbo or whatever it is when you walk in. You, you, you're convinced in yourself. Again, this this is actually it was filmed in Toronto in Canada. Okay, I had it in my mind that it was set in Los Angeles. I'm gonna have to watch those films back because the whole the whole of the the the, the, the films. Whole, yeah, the whole it was three not four Canadian, films. Though, is it? What? The film is not Canadian though. No, no, no. It's an American film, but it was all filmed in Toronto. I've been to Toronto. I don't recognise any of it when I watched it. I haven't been to Toronto, but then. <laughs> It was bizarre. That's the name of the name of the pub or bar. It's not the Blue Oyster, which I was disappointed to find out. It was called the Silver Dollar, which is actually a bit of a cooler name, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a better name. Yeah. 100%. So my my question is then. My question is, if we've talked about those different bars and our favourite bars from Silver Screen, if you had to franchise one, which one of those is the most franchisable? Which is the one that you could? Take it and recreate it around the world, and people would be interested in going to. 
Well, cantina. Mm, it's a store of cantina, sure. I think you might be right there, dude. The most actually cantina. It's a store. Yeah, it has to be. Now, whether or not you'd turn around and say people dress up and go there and this, that, and the oh, other. Dude, yeah. And let's be, let's face it, you know. You never fair. see a good-looking Wookiee, though, do you? I mean, you come on, I mean, seriously. <laughs> There's a strap line for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you never see a good-looking Wookiee. Hey, Andy's proved everybody wrong with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Just grow some hair on your head, dude. And that'll be you, honestly. <laughs> well, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, in fair to George, fairness to George Lucas, some of the some of the costumes, some of the aliens in there are a bit ropey. So you, I reckon you could recreate some of it in fancy dress. It's weird because I was looking at Moss Eisley Cantina and I thought, who does the music for Star Wars? John Williams. Mm. Right. Who does the music for Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it's not John Williams, it's Howard Shaw. I was trying to link them together. Oh, oh that would be the guy that would link them together and I could get like, the link from my bars in and all of that sort of thing. But they're two different people. So I was like, oh, gutted. Because yeah. um, like two of the franchises, obviously I, I, I love sort of Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. But yeah, I think out of the ones that I've mentioned, Definitely. I mean, the cantina is the one that you... Yeah, I think so. It'd certainly be unique. And it's it's worldwide and it's popular. Yeah. So I think you get people wanting to have a drink there. Yeah. And you know you can get some quality merch. So would you put it like Moss Eisley's? Or would it be like... Just the Moss Eisley cantina. The yeah. Moss Eisley cantina. I think so. That's yeah. And then that strap in, line in, a more... In, what is it then? Was it never, never will I see a um, hive of scum and villainy or yeah, whatever? In fact, hold on. And, Andy, Google it, you're quicker than me. Yeah. That, so, Moss Eisley, hive of scum and villainy, and then read that quote. So, yeah, we're, we're pitching an idea out there. Entrepreneurs, we're coming out of, well, hopefully, we're coming out of bloody lockdown. Yeah. So that's, that's something to look at somebody out there. Do that for us because we're too lazy so to do it. So, you've got a Moss Eisley canteen in like Sydney and Melbourne and LA yeah. and New York and London and all these other. Bartomly. Yeah. Perfect. Go on, Andy. You've got it there. Not quite. I'm just thinking it's going to be expensive to buy the rights to do that. <laughs> I, I think you have all George Lucas in it, but mind you, it's Disney. Disney do bars? Or is it too old thing for them? I don't know. Just send an email. Listen, George. Listen, George. Listen, George. <laughs> We've had Andy. Yeah. Listen, Ricky. This is all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other, I mean, the other one is the Cheers bar, but I don't know how popular it is. Andy, obviously not something that obviously has interested you. Uh, no, I, I've watched it a couple of times. For me, I think Friends was a bigger thing at the time. Obviously, that's just a coffee shop. and they've yeah, gone. I've just found a quote. It's, you you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy than Stoke. I mean, um, <laughs> we, sorry, uh, we, full stop, uh, we must be cautious. Yeah, that's, uh, you stick that. You, stick you that put that, that and you could yeah. get rid of, so you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy and then put in... <laughs> so, yeah, and take your pick. <laughs> well, I should think about it. Hanley it was SD1 that close down. The old strip club. Crew. You know I mean? you, well, <laughs> All the places are close to us. <laughs> I don't know. In all fairness, you will find more, some more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Crew, certainly on certain parts of that, that, that delightful town. Apologies if you live there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that there's, there's some franchisable ideas there. Yeah, I, I, I love the idea of the, the, the Moss Eisley Cantina. Mm. People come, they dress up in weird and wacky. I mean, you could go to London now, not that I've ever been, but there'll be some clubs in London where people dress up like you wouldn't believe. You yeah. know what I mean? So get them in the Moss Eisley Cantina. 
And I say, you know, this, this is the best. This is the best thing about big cities. And nobody turns a blind eye to that kind of weirdness going on. Apart yeah, from small, it's just small town folk like, like us. Yeah, wrestle dwarves and get yeah. excited when we see someone dressed as Rowdy Roddy Piper. Dude, dude, like there'll be dwarves in Moss Fausty Cantina. Don't mind <laughs> wrestling them in there. It's fine. <laughs> or the Prancing Pony because there'll definitely be dwarves oh, in there. See that? That's a night out. When it, dwarves <laughs> wrestling in the Moss Fausty Cantina. Tiddy and Shannon doing the commentary <laughs> on it. And Gaz in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Get my ass kicked by three dwarfs. <laughs> I'll pay to see that. Top roof. I'll pay to see that, yeah. Suplex off the top roof. <laughs> Bang! Get it done. Come on, dude, with your back. You oh, yeah, I might be. I'll be like, oh, God. I know they're only a little, but they can weigh a bit, them ones. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you another one, actually, I've noted down. I've just pointed that I missed out. It was the lamb and flag from bottom. Yeah, you see, I, you see, I wasn't a massive bottom fan I, I, I'm, yeah I know you do I, I, I'm not I'm not a massive fan if I'm honest and that is a real pub it's a real pub in Hammersmith and it is called the Lamb and Flag used for the exterior shots again the interior right. yeah. but you'll be disappointed to hear it's a different landlord so in bottom he was called Dickhead and that's sadly <laughs> not the landlord's real name <laughs> so go in and Excuse me. <laughs> Could I just speak to uh, Mr. Richard? <laughs> Mr. Richard, uh, I mean, that's very typical of Bottom, though, isn't it? Yeah, I, you see, I'm not. I wasn't a massive Rick Mail fan. Never, never massively sort of got him. Oh, I know you loved you yeah, loved him. Yeah. Just a character. I think it was his. It was his character of Rick in um, the young ones. Young ones, really, yeah, 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 really brought yeah. me into because he was just. You see, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the young ones. But I didn't get him like subsequently, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I've I've seen him live. I saw him live doing his new statesman show or the new Labour statesman he was. When right, I was yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was a decent show. Yeah. That was a decent show. Yeah. You found a Rick Mail, Andy? Yeah, as I was thinking, they um, I watched Bottom Fair about a month or two ago, and it was the one when they were in the pub, and there's the guy who plays what's his name, the robot in Red Dwarf. He was in it. Oh, right, it's like a war veteran or something like that, and they steal his leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was always inappropriate. Yeah, it was always deeply inappropriate. I never got to see the bottom live show. I would have loved to see that. I know I had a couple of friends have been seeing it, said it was fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely great experience. So I think we round about the hour mark now, which is where we like to wrap things up. We don't like to take up too much of your time. This one's out on a Monday night now, not on a Friday, just uh, to drop into your podcast playlist timing-wise. So we'd love to hear what you think about the new format. If it's your first time listening, let us know what you think. If you listen every week and you don't like it or you do like it, let us know. We'd love to hear either way, positive or negative feedback. But we're going to finish every episode as we finish every episode by saying our goodbye. So who wants to go first? Yeah, enjoyed tonight. It'd be great to get back to the guys, record for the first time in, so I say, a couple of weeks. Love the new format. I think I think people will enjoy it. Shout out to Todd, Johnny Sparkles, you know, guys that have sort of inspired me to think about the A for the ABC of our podcast mm. this week. Look forward to where this is going to go. So, yeah, I'll uh, chat to you all next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, you. Andy? Yeah, it's a good one. You can't go wrong with pubs, beer, and all that sort of shenanigans. So, yeah, it's <laughs> the next one. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Yeah, on to the next one. And until next time, when no doubt we'll have plenty more stuff to talk about. Take care.